I said, girl, why you keep calling? I said, girl, why you keep calling? Yeah. She said, I need a new whip. Yeah, cause I know that you're still ballin'. She just wanna go back to the future, so I brought that girl a DeLorean. 21 minutes until I gotta go, so I told that girl I'm gonna slaughter it. Another episode of the Bros Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, aka Young Boy D Wits, aka the People's Champ, aka Beard Gang, Icy Gang, Icy Main. I, even though I don't want no, no smoke with Gucci because niggas talking about they want smoke with Gucci right now. I don't know, I, I'm a civilian. Icy Main in the building, nigga. This is episode 155. I'm joined by my co host as always. To my left, Mr. Brooklyn, and to the bottom, we got Doom. How are y'all doing this week, fellas? Oh, this man out here tripping. You over here sounding like a rapper and shit with that, with just, that I, intro. I, intro I, I, was getting a little crazy. I don't know where you was going for a second. Like, you was this way, it was the... And then out of nowhere, you just became a, a, a whole rapper. And I'm like, what is going on? He went from MC to rapper quick. <laughs> How you always doing, nigga? Doing good, baby. You know me, another day, another dollar, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. Doom, how you doing over there, bro? I'm good, man. It's been a, been a crazy week. I seen uh, Karen Crow was trending on Twitter, so you know. So <laughs> it's a good day when the, when the hometown of getting on the map. You know and, I, and I was so lost during all of that. Apparently, like, wasn't it some girl drove from Alabama to come like find some bro that who lived in Karen Crow? Something like that, bro. If we if we gonna summarize it, basically, she drove eight hours to go on a date to the jockey lot and had some some smutter pork chops. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> She came here to go to the jockey lot? Yes, sir. So when, when she got here, apparently the nigga was really excited to take her to the jockey lot. <laughs> she, she had a good time, bro. So <laughs> she's a simple girl. Yo, that... <laughs> that's how you hey, know. I'm gonna I'm just say this, bro. Every nigga need a Tia. <laughs> shout out to Tia, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out to Tia because it's better than some of these things I'm seeing from some of these women in here. But we'll get to. All of that soon enough. Uh, again, let's say rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Rest in peace, Elijah McCain. The fight is still going. The fight is still necessary. Those murders are still out on the loose. And every day Trump's doing more and more wild shit because he's upset that his, his ratings are low. <laughs> and nigga went on TV and hit him with, so uh, y'all believe Fauci? Y'all believe this? Y'all believe that? Their ratings are high. Well, why are my ratings low? Because, <laughs> nigga, you didn't listen to Fauci, you dumbass. <laughs> nigga, stupid, bro. I, every day, man, every day we're getting more and more shit with fucking 45. 45 is a clown. Man, we got to start it off with this. Because now Megden came out and talked. It's looking bad. It's looking bad. It's looking bad. But I keep hearing from Joe Budden Pod. I keep hearing from all these industry niggas. They not condemning Tory quite yet. So is there maybe something that we gonna find out that makes Tory Lanez innocent? If not, that nigga just Tory Lames. Straight up, I can't fuck with him no more, even though, I, even though I, he was on a run. Doom, how, how, what, is, what, is, what, what, what is the take? Because it, Megan came out and sp- spoke and like, I saw half niggas condemning and then the other half was just like, let's just wait. What are we waiting on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least from where I, my point of view, which I'm just like everybody else, I don't really know shit. But I must say that 
just from how long it's taken for all the details to come out, I think it's a whole lot of shit that we don't know. That's true. The like police, something, they something ain't do nothing yet. We don't know. Because, I mean, if there was witnesses and it was just as simple as Tory shot Meg, the fuck is there to investigate? You know yeah, what I mean? He, he getting deported. And especially since he's a Canadian citizen, he's, he would get right. deported instantly. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe they got something fishy, but that don't mean uh, we don't believe Meg or whatever. And we, we, we definitely feel for Meg and prayers to her. Saw that little IG she did. That shit was very sad. But it's just like, what's taking so long? Like, yeah, why I, TMZ I ain't get the police long. report yet? That's what... TMZ didn't get the police report? I'm confused. TMZ be on it. They were the people that told me that Kobe died. They can't find out if who shot Meg. That's Somebody ain't saying. doing something right, man. Or are they hiding something? Or or it's, or it involved the Kardashians? Juicy. It must it's be some, something juicy. It's, it's well, got to be something. I, I think I think Tory shot Meg, but I feel like there was something crazy that we don't know that got it there. That justifies it? Like I don't. Or I not don't maybe not justifies like, it, but that explains it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was just as simple as like Meg pissed him off, so he just started letting off. Yeah, like the, like what Adam Twenty Two was saying. Because yeah, Adam Twenty Two, he was just like he got violated. He got violated, nigga. What are you If you gonna tell the story, tell the story. Like, what does violated mean? <laughs> Adam Twenty Two holding on to that old slang, bro. He was holding on to that. I was like, why are you talking like it's twenty twelve? Shut up and tell me bro, the details. If you Adam Twenty Two is is one of the worst. <laughs> like he is he is one of the worst. People and I don't know how hip hop gave him a platform because like that nigga is just, he got so much with him. But prayers to Meg, man. Tory, we gonna find out if you Tory lames in a couple of weeks. But hey, I follow. Okay, this is just some shit on Twitter. I follow his uh his piano player and he, and he me and him was talking. He was he supposed to come on the pod at some point and his piano player was like, look, wait till all the details get put out. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> what does that mean, Coop? So shout out to Coop Chardonnay. We're going to find out if you niggas canceled or not in a couple weeks, my brother. But, yo, I don't I don't know what's going on with that. Brooklyn, I'm tossing this one to you because this is a Brooklyn topic, man. Oh, shit. All I got to say is Lou Will. What's up with that? That nigga went to Magic City. After his grandpa funeral to get some fucking wings, get the fuck out of here, man. Lou, stop yes, for a lap dance. <laughs> That's my boy. Like Lou. the fact that he did that shit. Like to me, I was like, okay, bro, do your thing. But why did you pose for the picture with Jack Harlow? Yo, so dumb, so dumb. You why did you on... pose for the picture, bro? And why Jack Harlow posted that just to snitch because on Jack Harlow's dumb. <laughs> so that's why I blame I blame Lou for that whole thing because Lou's the older one in the situation. He's knows better than that. Like, why would you post it? Like, bro, you could have got away with it, my nigga. And like, look, and that wrong with some hot wings and a lap dance, man. But look, my thing is, don't lie and say you only went there for twenty minutes to pick up some wings, nigga. You was in the strip club longer than twenty minutes, my yeah, dog. Yeah, we don't believe that. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I do not buy that one bit. He, he might have got his wings, but he got some ass too before he got up out of there. And I don't yeah, even know I mean, how that works but, but during you, you COVID. You gotta say that. He said the right thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad at him. A lot of them national people was getting hot at Lou Will. Him hey, and Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, him and Kendrick Perkins got in a beef. Perk hit him with, "How can Zion do the right thing and you not?" And it's just like. Hey, that's my guy. How we, how we know what Zion did? He just ain't posed for a picture with Jack Harlow. I, I, ra- I look, dude, I rally that, and that's, and I said this last week. It's crazy, and I'm, and look, if it's some real family shit and it's personal to him, then I get it. But like, I thought the Zion shit was the weirdest thing because like he's the biggest basketball player at his age since LeBron, and it's like media covers him constantly, but we didn't know 
Shit, it was just a report every couple of days like, oh, Zion Williamson's still with family. He's been testing every day. He'll be back. And that was it. Nobody dug deep. Nobody tried to find some inside scoop. And I was just like, hmm, that's a little weird. It's a, it's a little weird. Yeah, but, but also Zion is way bigger as far as like a ticket seller and gaining viewers than Lou Will. Oh no, think, for sure. And, but that's I my point. Why didn't they? Why didn't they look into what he was doing? Or you think they just was like trying to protect him? Well, I think what the NBA was doing was they tried to like let him go handle whatever he had to handle and get him back in the bubble without all the bullshit. Because right. what was gonna happen was shit like Lou Will, and then niggas start looking. Well, why why Zion ain't got to sit out two weeks? Why he well, that's because that's because they say he been testing every Lou Will. Lou Will yeah, popped up at a at a strip club, but yeah, you know I know they trying to sell them tickets. Adam Silver was gonna have Zion play no matter that what. Nigga Adam said, "Get Zion on the floor. I don't give a fuck if you get all them niggas COVID." Get I'm I'm ready for that tomorrow. That's just gonna be lit. The Pels take flight tomorrow, man. Real quick, I know we don't talk about basketball on here, but just because we on the side of the subject. Who y'all, the Pelicans making the playoffs, Doom? What's up? And then I'm going to come to you, Brooklyn, because your Phoenix Suns is trash. They in the bubble, but they're not going to do shit. <laughs> I, I think so. How, they got, what, eight games? Eight games. We got to go at, we got to at least go six and two. Yeah, I think if they take five or six, they in there. I think they're going to make it, man, because, like, if you look yeah. at their schedule. And especially, bro, like, they showed me something in the Bucks scrimmage. I know it was just a scrimmage, but the Bucks. Bucks played their real rotation throughout the entire game. Yes, they did. And we was we had the the fuck niggas on the court at the end of the game. You know yes, what I mean? We, did. we still was going crazy. So look, we got the Jazz, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the uh Wizards, the Spurs, the Kings, and the Magic. Bro, if we like I'm I'm cool with losing to the Clippers. But there's no reason why we should lose any other game. I'm not, I don't even want to lose to the Jazz. I don't like, even think we lose to the Clippers, bro. Honestly. I'm not. Well, I, I watched, and, and I know it's just a scrimmage, but I watched a couple of the uh, Clippers scrimmages. And even with they real guys on the floor, they don't look too good. I don't I see Doom. I just think them niggas that just had the switch turned off. And I think once once it gets to hey, real, bro, you ain't telling me that Joaquin Noah is about to be the nigga. They oh, took yeah. a hit losing their center, bro. Yeah, they that's did. true. They definitely did. They Huge they gonna hit, bro. they gonna need Harold back soon as possible. But you know, I think the Pels making the playoffs. Brooklyn, who you who you got winning all? I'm gonna get all y'all picks pre because this is technically the pre bubble show, and we're gonna get my picks with Schubert picking everybody else later. But who you got winning this whole thing, man? Basketball well, is back. Well, first of all, I just want to say that uh, the Pels not making the playoffs. Oh, this. Let me just Portland not ma- Portland is not fucking making the playoffs, dog. Like, don't I, even come. Don't I even come. I didn't know what I was gonna say. This nigga, bro, this nigga is a Dame Lillard stand. Them niggas not making the playoffs. Them niggas trash. They got one of the hardest schedules. Like, get uh, get sure fine Steph Curry, Dame Lillard ass out of here. He's the Czech version of uh Steph Curry, and get CJ McCollum weak <laughs> ass out of here, bro. CJ McCollum wanted to. Nah, let me not even go there. Let bro, me not even Dame go time, there, bro. What you talking about? It's Dame time, bro. Like, listen. CJ if if, if they don't if they don't make the playoffs, then the Grizzlies is making the playoffs. Y'all not making the playoffs, bro. Fuck oh, this no. nigga, yeah, bro. Fuck no. The Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are not good. <laughs> John Morant is gonna show y'all oh, no. that oh the gosh. skinny little niggas out. Look, John Morant, CJ McCullum, Dave Lillard. I, I'm a stand for the niggas that go to the small schools. And end up big, bro. I'm gonna stand for that. I'm not really a stand for Dame just by himself. 
but I I appreciate what they doing out here in these streets, man. And it's them niggas aren't making the playoffs. Neither of them niggas making the playoffs. <laughs> it's Dame time, bro. You don't want to see nobody want to see Dame in the in the playoffs, bro. Nobody <laughs> want it. They don't want to see Dame in the playoffs. They want to see Zion in the playoffs, nigga. That's Round right. one, Lakers versus Pellies, and that's happening. And my niggas getting two games off the Lakers. I feel it. Them niggas are bought. Does he do them? I just don't think people understand because they don't watch the Pelicans like we do. Them niggas. Yeah. They, they yeah, got so, man, like, come on, man. We got Bro, Brandon saying, Ingram, saying, Drew Holiday, and Zion balling with our snipers, and then Lonzo setting everything up. Come Bro, on, and, and I just got in an argument with somebody yesterday about this. I'm betting a bottle of Duce on this. Lonzo Ball will be an all-star next year. Oh, I'm with you. I, I, look, Lonzo Ball will I, be I'm taking that bet because that nigga is balling. Like, Lonzo that whole jump. is nice, Bro. We giving him the max. Drew Holiday, like real shit, Drew Holiday about to have to get traded in like a season or two. He got to go because we giving Brandon Ingram the max. We giving Lonzo the max and we giving Zion the max and we going to win a ship, nigga. It's old. I I don't know if you heard. (laughs) There's some some rumblings that Bowl Bowl might be coming to New Orleans. What's up? They don't want that old one. It's a chip, bro. It's a chip. <laughs> they don't want it. My nigga Bull come to New Orleans, that's a chip, it's bro. It's over with. It's over with even if he don't come. Because I we that got a big fact. three. We got a legitimate big three. Josh Hart playing D. We got our shooters. Nikhil going to grow. We got our big young boy, J- Jackson Hayes. Man, Brooklyn, you just a hate over there. I'm sorry. Your, like, team, yeah, your team is trash. You know what this reminds me? This just brought me back. This, this must be what 2003 Cavs fans felt like. 2003 Cavs fans? Yeah, that's when so LeBron dis- got when LeBron got drafted. This is what y'all sound so, like. Y'all sound crazy as fuck. I cannot so, wait. I cannot no, wait. I cannot wait. Wait, wait, that's that is a horrible take because how you gonna compare LeBron team with Drew Gooden, Zodrunas Ilgowskis, Booby Gibson, <laughs> and Eric Snow to what we got, nigga? That's disrespectful. And that's it don't it don't apply because we nice without Zion. Zion just some some icing on the cake, you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, I didn't want to even say it. Shit. They didn't have shit. LeBron was the only thing. The only nigga, bro. Had. We got at least four dudes that can get it and go. We got four. Other well, teams I, got I, two. I really, I really hope Man, that this La La Land y'all live in come to fruition because you know New Orleans need that kind of economy. You know what I'm saying? Get it going. You know what I'm saying? But like, bro, know, I, that'd be nice. I got a pre- I got a prediction that that in two three years, once uh, Jameis Winston take over for the Saints, and once Zion grow a little bit, New Orleans gonna be the best sports team in the country, baby, with the Pelicans and the New Saints. Orleans is gonna be one of the best sports destinations for players in whatever league, NFL, NBA. They all gonna be trying to come play, bro. That's what that's how I'm feeling over I'm here. That's Man, I need to find y'all plug, bro. Y'all smoking that shit. <laughs> this nigga stupid. Y'all smoking that. Well, that well, shit. well who, 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 who you got winning, man? Who you got winning the bubble? I don't know, bro. Honestly, because it's kind of like I heard uh, uh, Doom said something earlier about like, I don't know if all these niggas' switches is really like hitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think a lot of the dudes, like like the uh, the ADs and the LeBrons and the Quiets, I don't know if all of them are like really into this shit. Like, well, I feel like there's well, so LeBron much going is. on. Well, yeah, LeBron, I mean, LeBron out here looking for revenge. You're right. Yeah, LeBron trying to get a ring. I hate that I don't, I'm not, I mean, I was watching the games, but it just, I guess it's because just where it is, it just feels like a 
a bunch of scrimmages and shit. And I feel like even when they go live, I feel like it's I'm still gonna feel like I'm watching scrimmages. Well, we're gonna find yeah. out tomorrow. Yeah, dude, who you it's got winning it all? It looked better than know, the man. other sports. I'm not gonna even let y'all do that because baseball looked depressing. Baseball look baseball looks yeah, sad. That shit looks super sad. I think it's because they actually played in them big ass empty stadiums that make it look bad. Like at least the NBA but shit looked like an Olympics game. Like that's what the NBA should look oh, like. Yeah. Bro, it's extra ass because I was watching the Astros play and nigga hit a little base hit and they started pumping like fake crowd noise. Oh, yeah. See, and I read up, they actually using sounds from MLB The Show, the video yeah. game. Yeah. They pumping it into the... It just looked, it looked bad, bro. That's how you know because baseball didn't bad. have good sound from the last two years because fans wasn't going there. At least the NBA sounds fire and the NBA using IG clips of like yeet and the NBA doing some crazy yeah, shit. Yeah. They use it, they use it Instagram think, meme sound effects when niggas miss. That's hype, that's bro. Fact, bro. That's hype. And bro, they stole all that shit from 2K, bro. It sound like the fucking rec center in that shit. <laughs> yeah, it does. That shit is hilarious. So I'm I'm hyped for the NBA doing who you. You got winning, man. I need y'all picks, man. I need y'all picks. I don't know, man. The West, I'm too biased, but I'm gonna say Milwaukee a lot at the East. It's okay, so you got Milwaukee. Are they, are they your finals winner? Oh man, that's tough. I need it. I think so. As long as as long as LeBron and AD not in it, they they a lot. But I think I think LeBron and AD winning it. Okay, so you got the I, Lakers. It just pain me to say that because I hate AD and I hate the Lakers. Bro. Yeah, no, I feel but that. I think we're gonna see a Milwaukee Lakers final. All right, Milwaukee Lakers, Brooklyn. Give me your give me your finals pick, man. Your pre pre bubble startup because this game starts tomorrow. By people here, it is. I need the I need your finals pick. I was on the fence between uh, Milwaukee and the Raptors, but I do my my thing with the with the Bucks is that their rotation is so short that that's why the niggas be burnt out every year. And they not they don't have no but secondary. This star. year, right? But this year because they got all this break, I think they'll be able to make it through this time because they've got the break. They've got the legs under them now, but on a regular season, I don't think, because like you said, they don't got no secondary star. He'd be burnt the fuck out by the time the playoffs come. So I think the Bucks take it. And then uh, I think it's hard to pass up LeBron, bro. LeBron not the way niggas is, playing, bro. I hate how you niggas aren't even giving the Celtics no love. Like the Celtics don't have a, a big four out there while all these I other niggas got two. We gonna see. I we go. Jason Tatum is a star. Damn on every nigga on that roster, bro. <laughs> I, yo, I do not buy into the Bucks at all, bro. But Man, I'm a, niggas I, is nice. They got the most complete team in the NBA. Over the Celtics with Redding Kimba, Jalen oh, Brown, Jason Tatum, Hayward, and Cantor. That's tough, bro. I'm telling you, the Bucks got the most complete team, bro. We're going to see. We're going to see if that if that happened, but I just need y'all NBA takes. All right, let's jump to Ross and 2 Chains are doing a versus together, even though my opinion of versus is just that that shit is not the same. It's not a battle. That it's a house shit, party now. It's, yeah, it's just like a DJ yeah. said. I don't fuck with that, but assuming that it was a battle, who would win Ross or Chains? I think this is a, a unfair battle for 2 Chains. I feel like Ross got this one easy. Yeah, that's a oh. fact. That's that. That's literally what I was gonna say. That shit is a setup. Yeah, they set up chains because even though if Two Chains use his features, like let's say Two Chains is like, oh, I'm gonna play no lie. I'm gonna use my Drake feature. Right. Ross, which one he gonna play? <laughs> which one is he gonna play? Facts, Pop that. Uh, uh, Gold Roses. Uh, Paris or uh, the Aston Martin music joint. The Dice. Like, which one is he gonna play? Like, he I'm could play. One. I'm on. Uh, if he really want Underground Kings, like he could bust out the the Super Drake feature, like. 
It's over with. If and then two chains like I'll play my Wayne feature on Ross, Maybach Music Three. Like, what are we what are we talking about? That's a that's a setup, bro. That's a big time setup. Two chains should not have agreed to that. That's a fact, bro. But I guess he agreed to it because he knew that this shit is number the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will and it say, boosts I the streams. Think, yeah. That too. And I think for the direction that the verses is going, like if you want to match two people that's gonna bring a fire vibe to the verses, that's those are two match. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's just man, I feel for change because change should have went against somebody like I don't know, another Atlanta nigga, like maybe Gucci. Like, and I think change could have maybe, and I know people gonna say this is blasphemy because Gucci got all these mixtapes and shit, but I would have chose change in that battle over Gucci. Yeah, that's just me because, sure. like, I yeah, like me too. I never really got into Gucci's, I'm not a big Gucci, yeah, I'm not a big Gucci he was, guy. He kept man. coming out with mixtapes. I was like, damn, Gucci, can I digest this one first? Gucci's a better, Gucci, like, bro, but he just got a lot of street shit. Like, yeah. all this shit is I'm trapping, I'm pushing these bricks and shit. Like, 2 Chainz got the fun music. He yeah, the 2 Chainz got hits, too. All right, all right. So we got Ross winning this one. Another thing we got is people were trying to say Usher versus Chris Brown. I don't know. I don't know if Chris Brown could beat him, man. I think Usher got too many, like... Chris Brown got hits, but Usher got, like, smashes. Like, I don't know if Chris Brown got a yeah. I don't know if Chris Brown got a... Uh, uh, no one has I a need yeah. a girl... What you mean he got a yeah? No, I said no one has a yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like, yeah, no that, one got a yeah. Nigga, that is, that is one of them untouchable songs. And Usher got Confessions. Usher got I Need a Girl. Usher got um, most of them shits off of My Way. Like, them shits was hard. I just don't know, man. Chris Brown, some of them, them his kid hits. I don't know they if gonna they cancel transfer. me. They going to cancel me for this. But his biggest hit is on Rihanna. That oh, nigga can't geez. go up against Chris. He can't go up against Usher. Jeez, look at him. Look at this guy. Come on, my nigga. <laughs> Come on, my nigga. Chris Brown, what's Chris Brown's biggest song, man? I'm pulling up his thing right now. I mean... It's got to be the Drake shit now. Oh, don't even do that. I'm not going to even do the Drake shit because he got Take You Down because Chris Brown fans going to be mad. At, no, no, no. You asked me what's his biggest hit. You asked me what's his most popular hit. You didn't ask me... I mean, not, you didn't ask me what was his best song. You asked me what was his biggest hit. What's his oh, biggest what? hit? What's his <laughs> biggest stupid. hit? He's stupid. I'm not They're going to cancel me. What's his biggest hit? <laughs> his best song is Beautiful People. I think Beautiful People up there with the Benny Blanco shit. Deuce is up there. Like Chris Brown Deuce's, got some. Deuce, Deuces is probably his biggest hit. Uh, Chris Brown got mad hits, bro. But Usher just, I feel like but he Usher's a, hits are like another level. Yeah. yeah Usher, he had a it, different type of... But see, Chris Brown could play that fan of the fan shit, and I'd fuck with that. That shit was hard. That shit, but I, that, that shit that, is hard. That's a fire mix. Yeah, I think it'll be a whole lot closer than niggas give him credit for it, though. You think? Chris is a legend in his, in his own little way, bro. Now, does, he definitely is, but Does I mean, Chris Brown play like Run It, Yo, Excuse Me, Miss? Does he play like Give Me That? Up against Usher? He has to. Yeah, okay, so he has to play those songs. <laughs> He's got to. Yeah, the okay. way Usher, yeah. I'm about to say, if it was somebody else, like Trey Songz or something, he could, he could play around and shit, but like, if it was Usher, now nah, you gotta play the hits, nigga. So, so how many of like so off his first album, he's got to play at least one, two, three, four songs minimum off that first album. Facts with popping, yo, excuse me, ma, uh, run it and then give me that. So, four off of there, yeah, he might do all right, he might fare all right. Because Usher, like, if you really think about it, Usher only got, and I know this is something to say, only let me pull up his shit real quick because I feel like Usher only got like. Seven guarantees, like seven, seven hard guarantees. I know he's gonna be seven like seven hard guarantees, what? bro. He got like five off of the Confessions album, bro. What you mean? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up just to just so it don't seem like I'm crazy. You got it bad, yeah. My boo, Confessions Part Two, Burn, Burn Nice and Slow. You remind me, 
you make me wanna. I was at eight. That's eight guaranteed that I'm counting. See, I wasn't off when I said seven. You're right. You're right. I wasn't that's, off. Bro, that's a lot of guarantee. That's almost half the battle is guaranteed. Right. And then, like you said, you said uh, Chris Brown got the you know the little kid dancing shits. Yeah. See, Usher, Usher, Usher got he got uh, them uh, shits that he started doing at later on in his career. He got a little stupid ass dance songs. But see, Usher's thing is he got a lot better like mature music more say than Chris Brown. So. I don't know. Chris Brown shouldn't go up against Usher. Chris Brown should go up against like Trey Songs and whip his ass. Right. That's, that's, exactly, that's, that's why I said Trey Songs' name because that's exactly what I pictured in my head. Is him just go up his against ass. go up against Trigger and just bust his fucking ass. Right. <laughs> but that's not what Versus is anymore, and that's why it upsets me because like Versus is supposed to be we battling. It's supposed to be a winner. It's not supposed to be just this celebration where oh we are gonna make every nigga feel okay because we playing his music. But Your we streams will say go though up. that Fab definitely did lose. All right, like <laughs> even though they didn't battle, Fab lost. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna make I'm, I'm putting that out there. <laughs> Yo, ass, Fab no he lost. Yo ass with Fab. Oh man! All right, Ti was talking with Jeezy about this Gucci beef. Hopefully they they squash that. I don't really give two fucks about that. Gucci Gucci's a real nigga. I don't think Gucci gonna fucking fuck with them niggas again, man. Gucci still got beef with Angela Yee over some crazy shit. I'm about to say, he literally do not let go of shit. Like, he's one of them niggas that will take it to the grave. <laughs> what you was about to say, dude, was they beef? What did, uh, what did, no, what did T.I. say in the in the little interview or whatever? T.I. said, basically, GZ, there's this guy that we both have beef with, or we both have things, uh, and uh, I think it would be good for the culture if we could uh, forget these things and, and, like, move past it and settle things. And he was talking, he was like, then I was like, I'm talking about Gucci because T.I. and Jeezy trying to make this trap museum Hall of Fame in uh, Atlanta. And it was like, we'd be haters and corny not to put Jeezy, I mean, not to put Gucci in there, but they would want to sit down with Gucci, talk with him to make him, like, a part of the event, you know? Right, they want him to be there. Yeah. Yeah, they want to. They want him see, to... I, uh, I just don't see Gucci as that kind of nigga, though. Yeah, and see, the thing is, no I mean, man. Jeezy's man tried to snatch Gucci's chain and damn near almost tried to kill him. So, like, I don't know if, if someone tried to kill me. I don't know if I'm, like, letting that shit rock. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool not talking to you niggas. <laughs> like, y'all go y'all way. I got my wife. I'm healthy. I'm out of jail. I'm trying to live a different life. But y'all niggas going to bring me back then. I'm not trying to go back there. <laughs> like, Literally, like, that's probably what he would actually say. Y'all going to bring me back to a place that I don't want to be. Exactly, they like, like they, they keep pulling me back. Like Gucci would use the fucking Godfather verse. Gucci, man. Gucci talked about that shit in the Charlemagne interview, though. What he like, said, just how he looked at shit like that. Like not specifically about that situation, but he was just basically saying, in so many words, like once it's fuck you, it's it's done. It's fuck like, yeah, it's and, fuck you. and you can see that. You know like if, if if Angela Yee didn't show that, then I don't know. Like that's right. the that's the one thing like you could get over, like. So what that girl said She didn't sleep with you If she'll wear her Like it don't matter Goof, But like no man That bitch lied on her pussy Like that's what he's saying Like And it's like Whoa Whoa Gucci But whatever bro I don't think that's ever gonna happen Um Oh I wanted to ask y'all Before we get into like The the funny topic Super funny topic Of the week I asked this to IG What's the best weekend album Best weekend album For me I'm going It's either My Dear Melancholy Or Kissland uh, besides Trilogy, of course, because, like, Trilogy... Yeah, I saw, I saw like, thing. Yeah, yeah. So, besides... <laughs> like, I got to make that known. Besides Trilogy, what's the best weekend album? Some people are saying Beauty Behind the Madness. That shit is a uh, hot pack of ass to me. Like, I did not fuck with that shit. With uh, the one with the hills? Like, nah, dog. Fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> Starboy was whatever. Hot pack of ass. Bro, it's a hot pack of ass. Fuck Starboy. Like, Starboy got a couple good ones. But, like, to me... The real weekend albums that's the shit is fucking K 
Kiss Land and Beauty Behind and uh, My Dear Melancholy. Everything else from Starboy to After Hours to Beauty Behind the Madness to the uh, that, I mean that shit is is get that shit out of here. Yeah, that's that's that that's that shit where he was already transitioning into pop. I think for me, Kiss Land, yeah, it's definitely like, but it's close as fuck. But Kiss Land is my favorite. Uh, I'm with you. I, I love Kiss Land, bro. I love Kiss Land. Like I listen, I was listening to these shits the other day. Doing what you like, got. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on my dear melancholy. I feel like that was because the pop shit, I I just gotta accept that's not for me. Like yeah. there's no scenario where I'm listening to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but, like bro, like bro, so I, can't, I can't really I can't rate listen those, to beauty. Because I feel like those that shit was hitting, bro. Like with the people who like that kind of music, that shit was hitting. Like honestly, that might have been and it's every song on it's every song on there from Call Out My Name, Try right. Me, Wasted Times, I Was Never There, Hurt You, all that shit is hard. And if you look at Kissland, from professional to the town, the adaptation, the love in the sky, belong to the world, live, live for, that first six is is untouchable. See, he messed up by putting Wonderlust at seven. He should have put yeah. the Pharrell remix Wonderlust at seven. That's what he should have did and took that normal Wonderlust shit out of there. And then he would have had damn near a perfect album going in it from that made it a bonus track. <laughs> like the original Wonderlust is horrible, bro. I do not fuck with that. Like he tried to make it all slow and yeah. what Pharrell did was like, nah, nigga, I'm gonna make you Michael Jackson. Like the weekend should do more of that, but like he does not like he 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 did this weird '80s shit with After Hours, and it's like, bro, you could you could do some crazy shit if you get with Pharrell like and do that, this. Bro. You like, I the, like that? <sighs> yeah, I, I like that whole little '80s sound, bro. I like that some, was a nice little pocket. It wasn't his best shit, don't get me wrong, but I really did like that album. I like like I said, I like four of them songs. Four of them songs are heavy, and I think if he would have, there's nothing wrong with doing the '80s, but I just don't think he chose the right '80s pocket. Like I think for like. Him. Like, yeah, yeah for, for him, him. like for him. yeah, like I, I look, the same way. Snow Child, Escape from L.A., Faith, and then uh, Alone Again. That's the '80s pocket he was in. That shit was crazy, and then he dropped a little oh. anime video for Snow Child. That shit was hard as hell. But like his when he was trying to do like the like just the other '80s pocket that just wasn't 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 for me at least. But yeah, man, best weekend album. Y'all let us know what y'all think. All right, Doom. This tweet went viral, and you niggas was talking about it. I saw it very late. It's, it's talking about these women. This one, I, I'm going to give the scenario, and I want to know how both of you gentlemen would feel. The woman, is it's her birthday. You find out some news, and then you give her a present, and she thinks the present is a necklace or her trip to Dubai. She opens it and finds out it's a DNA test with her, with, with your quote-unquote daughter, and, and seeing if it's yours. You find out it's not yours. It's been that way for three years. And the girl was like, why do you have to bring this up today of all days? You shouldn't do this. You should we sh- you should take care of the daughter. He told her, he told the woman and, and her daughter they got to move out by the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> How would you react? Are you keeping the family together or is it time to break the family up? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> like at this point, bro, what are we talking about? Man? Like, nigga, so I get talking about like, practice like like. Women, bro, are special, and like we gotta protect our women and shit. But come the fuck on, bro. You've been lying to a nigga for three years, and this, this is your kid, and that's not your kid, and the nigga can't have a reaction to that. Like, come on, bro. What no, are we you, talking about? What are we talking about? There's nothing to talk about to me. It's like that bitch got hit the road. Like you lied to that man, bro, for and, three and honestly, years. They was killing this man, but bro. He did way better than I would have did, bro. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't have been no rapping, no gifts. It wouldn't have been none of that. 
That bitch would have came home from work. That shit would have been taped to the fucking door. <laughs> a bag's packed. Yeah. Like a change, bro. Yeah. I'd have no. been in that bitch. Look, you got till tomorrow morning. You better, <laughs> to call get the your fuck. Mama. You better go <laughs> make your little bed on the floor or something. Get the fuck out. Why was what, what could they kill that man on Twitter about? Because it's like you got to think. Like, let's say they was together for like a year before, just minimum. So, like that whole year, I'm dating you. We have a kid. We together for three more. So you telling me you was cheating on me for them four years? Even if not, you cheated on me in that incident. Made me think this kid wasn't mine, and now I'm paying for all this and 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 forming bonds with someone that's not mine that I'm believe is mine. Like that's fucked up. Any woman know if a man did that, they would they, like if a man had another child, it's over with for that man. Like, come on, fam. Yeah. Come on. All, all, all it's not over with. All the women gonna kill the chick calling her stupid and all this other shit for staying with him. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? That's the crazy shit. But I think I think the angle they was getting at was the fact of how he went about doing it. You know what <laughs> I mean? They called that part Carney. What? Corny? They any any to me that man. That's all they had. That's all they had. Wait, that that upsets me because to me, any other way, um, that man would have handled it. They would have found up like outrageous because that man could have. That man could have lost his mind and like broke some shit. That man could like he was calm with it. Like that's that's fire, bro. bro. That man, that man did that the right way. As a nigga with a kid, bro, if you found out that your kid was not yours. Bro, I'm saying the the level of rage that would come from me, you know what I mean? This nigga handled it perfectly to me. That's what I'm saying. Did, See, I don't have a kid. That's why I'm asking. Oh, cause so like, he was on a level way below what I would have been at. Way below. Like I'm saying, bro, it they would have had to call the fucking uh, bail bonds place to come get me out. <laughs> all I keep thinking about is not only was she lying that whole time, right? But think about all the little lies. Oh, her yeah. eyes look just like yours. <laughs> oh, she got your smile. Oh, this and that. Like, bro, the rage? She like Doom said, the rage, time. my nigga? The rage? Nah. <laughs> she knew the whole time, bro. Like, you lied to this man. Like, because you got to think, bro, that's lying every fucking day. day yeah, that's lying every day. Every day for And that's lying years. to multiple people. That's lying to me. Yeah, that's lying bro. to my mama. That's lying to my whole family. That's lying to your family. That's that, like, you, you yeah, have a... Dude, a bro. I can't think of nothing more embarrassing than you telling your family, your mama, your uh, brother, your sister, your cousin, that this is your baby, life is happy and all that shit. And the bitch was cheating on the kid, not even yours. But you see, you know, it would be fucked up because if that's really, because we, we know how black mamas are. More, more, just I can't speak for no other cultures, mom. I can only speak for black moms. Y'all know damn well if y'all would have brought home a kid and y'all mama would have saw that kid and don't see you in there, your mama saying something. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I, I, I know. And then, and then if you don't want to listen, you know your mama telling your grandmama, your aunts, and they talking about that every time your ass, not that and Every that. time, bro. And no. yo, my mama want to fight probably. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have to do, my mama want to fight. Because that shit would be fucked up, bro. Like, nah, the internet was wrong for that one. Like, that's just that's just hating men. That's all that is. Twitter's just hating men. It's, for that it's one. literally, bro. Whatever men do is wrong. Like at this point, it don't matter what the fuck we do, we're wrong. Yeah, that's, that's how hey, it's bro, looking right now. Because cheat on a nigga for three years <laughs> and you can't leave the bitch. I don't understand, bro. I really don't understand. Because they know don't damn understand. well. 
they know damn well if a girl got cheated on for three to four years. One time, years, bro. One time. They'd have been like, oh, it's over. It's leave. Bro, a nigga fuck around and text another bitch. Yeah. And that nigga is trash. Let alone have a whole nother baby for another nigga. Like, that is crazy, bro. That's super out there, bro. But yeah, that's why I wanted to know what y'all thought about slow news week this week, man. It's more so just Lou Will was clowning in this shit. This shit blew my mind though, because when y'all, I saw everybody talking about it all the time. I was like, "What video are we talking about?" Then I saw that shit. I was like, "Damn, I feel for that guy, bro. That guy got the worst situation." But yo, y'all tell the people they can find you on social media, Brooklyn. Tell them what they can, what they can see you at and whatnot. You can find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. Doom, tell the people they can find you at on social media. Hello, Doom, SG, Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all fuck with me. 100%. Well, look, I don't... See, I hate having these situations where I'm, I interview after doing this portion, but this is just a little insight. Hopefully, if we have the, if the interview happens, then we will have an interview with rapper Adam Dollars from Baton Rouge. That'll be a really, really hype interview. But if the interview doesn't happen or it happens later, then that's not coming right here. Then what's coming right here is bros who ball. So either way, let's get into one of the two right now. It's time for the song of the week. This week is Boomerang by Adam Dollars. Let's get into this world premiere on the Bros Who Think podcast. Let's boogie. When you was committed And that's the part that always separates you and these bitches Your integrity not equipped with no off switch You never holding on to niggas you fell off with Maybe you need someone to listen to your aspirations Or maybe someone just to play at top golf with Never discussing any gossip on the so-and-sos She say she feeling like the walls are steady closing in But the truth is you really just outgrowing those Even the Timberwolves that started Teague over Rose Not aware of what they had during the current moment but your worth is not determined by another's preference When you prioritize to always put yourself first Then it's none of your business on if they second guessing We both compatible with plans to travel again They say that love is a wall but the battle's within I'm well aware of certain things that had happened before Leave it up to me and I'll make sure they don't happen again She say my diet getting worse and I don't sleep enough I guess I get what I deserve, I don't believe in luck Never concerned about what's trending on the social sites She hold it down cause she ain't focusing on keeping up How you learning when we bounce around these different thoughts She just appreciate the fact that we can sit and talk She say she one step away from joining Christian Mingle I'm one step away from doing what got Tristan caught It always seemed like a party wherever we are She always asking me how certain celebrities are She say she wish that she could quit a job and come along I said I'd rather have a moon instead of these stars We always separate but tend to always cross paths And pick right back up from where we talk last Maybe the reason everything is always all good Is cause these feelings we suppressing we didn't caught bad I mean every time we see each other I get to thinking damn maybe we should be together You know my friends call me A but we can be forever 
Whatever you want, we can see whatever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week's special guest is none other than Baton Rouge's own Adam Dollars, one of the best rappers I didn't heard from the BR, one of the best rappers I didn't heard from Louisiana. This man got bars. First off, I got before I even ask you any question, that bar that you had about uh you you shiggy to uh in my feelings to with the with the dope boys is that bar when I heard that I was like, oh, okay, this man spitting. And that was off the uh of the uh it comes with a price uh EP. Right, 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 right. Definitely, 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 man. Um, you know, I, I pride myself on, on the lyricism, man. You know, um, you know, I think, you know, the game has shifted, you know, to a different direction. We're more single oriented, uh, not really big on the album, but you know, so if you're not really um focused on a single and, and you know, the the hot one joint, you know, you gotta be very consistent. And, and yeah, keep the keep the product coming and keep it coming at the same level of quality. But how as before we even get into because I want to get your story and I want to go through it. But since you brought that up, how has this new generation being so very quick uh, microwave generation, the single style? How has that have affected you as an artist? Um, It really hasn't affected me much because I always feel like, you know, everybody got they everybody has their own niche. Like we all can't can't play the same game. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, the way you promote the music is typically, you know, uh, decided by the audience that you actually cater to. You know, uh, you know, like we see a lot of guys who might stream a ton and you might have some guys to get a ton of YouTube views. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, true. And that's just all dependent on. So I think it all affects everybody. But I mean, we can go back to when our parents was younger. I mean, everything was always the catalyst. I mean, the single was always the catalyst for everything, you know, so. You got you know everybody has to have one at at some, some point. One hundred percent. Well, let's get into it, man. Tell the people a little bit. My first thing has to be, what got you in the rap? Give us your background. Give us your story for the people out there who might not know the Adam Dollar story. Okay, yeah. Um, man, I was always we was always heavy in music in our household. Like when we was kids, like um, it's me and my brother. I mean, my older brother, like our parents, like if they didn't get us anything else, they would buy us whatever CD we want. So, you know, we was like, we was like the kids that was like, my brother four years older than me. So we was like the kids that's like five and nine. And we got all the parental advisory CDs. Everybody like, yo, like, cause I picked, yeah, so we was always heavy in the music. Like my dad actually plays the guitar. He never like wanted to play in a band and he just played it cause he liked it. And it was a hobby for him. So, and he used to just always introduce us to like, a bunch of new music and stuff when we was coming up. So even though like, you know, nothing but a G thing was on the on the radio, I mean on the TV and the radio, we watching that on MTV. He'll backtrack and, and play it. Bob Marley while we in the truck with him and, and doing all kind of other stuff. So we just knew we were just so knowledgeable, like everything at a young age. So it, you and you attribute that to a lot to your family. Who would you say would be some of the first artists and rappers that you say, all right. I'm liking what these dudes do. Maybe I want to rap. Oh man, like, man, I always, I always talk about this. It's funny because it's like, man, you know, when you black, everybody's a rapper at some point in time. Like guys that go to college and become engineers and lawyers, we could probably go back to high school and they recorded a song on their homeboy's computer. So having freestyles, one hundred percent. So you know, just like, just like in, in in white America, I mean, a lot of guys play guitars. They don't necessarily want to be rock stars, but they like it. So it's just something that kind of just kept popping up in life. You know what I'm saying? My brother was heavy into making beats and stuff um, when I was younger, and he was really good. You know what I'm saying? So just me following up behind him. You know what I'm saying? So I record a song, 
the car to sound there. It's just nothing. Just hear serious. that, nothing serious. Yeah, when you, but you, when you think it got serious? 2015. 2015? 2014, I was spending a lot of time with my homeboy, Fred. Shout out Fred. Um, and, uh, just over there, and I just was just recording a lot of music and stuff. So I had got an opportunity in 2014 to open up for uh, Nipsey Hussle. Um, that's when Crenshaw had came out. It was at Warehouse Live in Houston. Really? And uh, yeah, some opening acts, the crowd was booing people. And I'm like, I got on stage. I'm really spooked out because I'm like, yo, I'm about to really get up here and try to drop these bars in front of this crowd that really came here to see Nip. Nip, so, yeah, and I'm not trying to get booed. Oh, man. <laughs> It's 2,500 in there. So I'm like, yo, all right. So I got up there and uh, I did like three songs, man. I was the only person to get like a standing ovation after I got off stage that night. So uh, I called them and we was headed back to Baton Rouge and I called them and I was like, say, man, I, I got to put a project together or something like Yeah, like, I got to like, carry this momentum up. They feel it was different. So I'm like, all right. So cool. So we got back to BR and I started working on some music, man. Dropped a little EP like the first of 2015, top of the year. 100%. See, okay, wait. Did you take that off of SoundCloud? Because I don't even think you got a SoundCloud. I had to go to Apple. When I went to to research you, when I went to Apple Music, I, I heard everything that was released. But I didn't see anything pre like 2017. Yeah, Um, I used to have it on like a Bandcamp page, you know what I'm uh, saying? okay. Bandcamp page. I actually got rid of the page um because it just really wasn't in use. Because you know we just in an age where right now you know everything is all about convenience. So if the music is not accessible on you know Apple Music, Spotify, Spotify. they're not leaving out of the app that they can consume everything to go consume one thing. You know what I'm saying? So you know, so I don't really have those files for those music anymore. So they just kind of had to go, man. They had to go, man. We're just keeping it fresh. And speaking of keeping it fresh, you drop It Comes With A Price in 2019. I got to... That Boomerang joint, man. That sample, that shit is nuts. Like, I love that song. I'm probably going to play that song in here because that song is amazing. Then you got the uh, Ready or Not sample at the end. Talk to me a little bit about this project because from, I think... Cool Runnings, Charisma, Boomerang, Ready or Not, or Smashes, and even Check Down, and I love it. It's, it's you concerned about lyricism, and you making sure you're saying something from that Shiggy bar I noticed. They got, it's bars on bars in there, and how important is it making sure that people know, like, I can spit, I am a lyricist, but I make good music at the same time? I, th- I think you just hit the nail on the head. Um, I just think, going back to the history of rap, we could go back to the 90s, like, a lot of guys who were great lyricists weren't great song makers. So I pride myself on trying to be able to be that medium. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I made It Comes With A Price, I had literally just got out of a label situation. Um, and it was like, it was a total headache. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. um, uh, you know, a lot of guys, everybody's in a rush to sign a deal. and uh, But they don't really know that the majority of people who sign a deal are dropped from the label before the album even come out. Um, you know, so it's, it's a lot of ins and outs and things. And, and I wanted out because, you know, I just didn't like the way things was going. So I had just got out of it probably a month before, had already recorded some songs. And then, you know, that's where the title came from. Like, it comes with a price, man. It's mm-hmm. not easy. A lot of sacrifice. And uh, we dropped it, man. And, and like I said, I woke up. I, I, we dropped it. I see it show up on Spotify. I went to Apple. 
It was number 12 in the world on Apple, and that's that's just it. That's, <laughs> see, that's fire. Would you, and, and just to speak on that, not, not to get too in detail on your situation, but would you sign to a label again, or is this like, nah, I understand, I didn't went through that, I got to go this independent route? Um... I think I think I'm always you always open to it because you know but you know contrary to popular belief all labels don't operate the same way they don't there are labels that still are about of course making the money but also about spreading the music and 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 getting the acts that they want to promote you know what I'm saying because I have a lot of relationships with people at different labels and things but I mean one thing you have to learn about the music industry is just because you have a relationship and a with a person in a high place don't mean that you always trying to get them to do something for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but, you know, I mean, definitely. So, I mean, we, we looking at the game right now, we're watching where, you know, the independent movement is so great when we watching dudes like Griselda turning a millionaires, you know what I'm saying? Facts. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, a lot of other guys are doing the same thing. So, I think it's not necessarily needed, but I think, you know, the right situation comes along, you know, We'll we'll definitely we'll definitely talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely try to make something happen. How do you feel about right now? We're in this era of and and I, and I think it's funny that you mentioned Griselda because I think I would put you in that same ballpark of like the businessman hustler who came from the streets who's trying to turn his music and make it into something positive for his thing. How do you feel about? that's becoming cool again in rap because for a while it was the turn up. It was about people using the drug. It wasn't necessarily about that hustling mentality in the business and trying to, trying to uh, show that, that old way of rap. Um, I think, I, I think it just comes from, like I said, like my, like it's, it's different for me because like, you know, growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like my aunt is like 15 years older than my dad. So all of my first cousins were like adults when I was four and five. Mm. When you following up behind people that's older than you at a young age, you start seeing things from a different perspective. So I do see that. I think, I, I really don't think the game has changed, but I think that we've got to a place where media is now covering these mid-major guys more than they used to. Like 10 years ago, you know, Elliot Wilson and them wouldn't have, sat down with Westside Gunn and had an interview with him on rap on rap. That's radio. true. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now we're in a place where, you know what I'm saying, these guys are getting acknowledged more, which is causing more people to stay true to themselves, you know, and not reach for a certain sound because they think that's what hot. And um, you know, and, and pushing the and pushing the agenda forward. I mean, and just like the evolution of streaming, you know, helps people independent artists a lot and just the internet period, just as it keeps evolving with social media. Yeah, and it's allowing people to go for what they actually like and not necessarily look for what's being catered to you by these blogs. Because you're right. Elliot wouldn't have did a Rock Marciano uh, rap radar like five years ago. Hell no. It, it, it's just about who's hot. And then the fact that that these guys have done this and, and it's it's with the internet, you can get your favorites and you can get the type of music that you want. You dropped a song with you as a feature on in, in this year with... Uh, with Lost to the Sin with uh, Rob Markman. Talk to me a little bit about that song, Dynasty, man. Y'all killed that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I think, look, and there's no disrespect to none of them. I think you had the hardest verse on that beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was just keeping a beat. Shout out to Sin, man. Shout out to Rob Markman, man. You know, I, I, you definitely got to appreciate a guy like Rob Markman, you know, who's at the media level that he is. There's not many people who's willing to leave the Bulls and go play for the Barons. And That's a and, fact. And and Rob Martin being such a, a rap media juggernaut for him to say, yo, I'm embarking on a rap career and I'm going to do it well. 
So, you know, uh, a guy, a guy that I do distribution with, a good friend of mine named Vince, uh, Vince Valhalla, he, uh, he set all that up. Um, him and, him and Sin been working together for years and, uh, he just hit me up. He was like, yo, Sin got this record, Dynasty. We want to do a remix to it. We want you on it. We're going to get Rob Markman on it. So he told me, and I literally, like, I texted him back, like, in 20 minutes, and I was like, I'm done with the verse, and I'm recording it tonight. Real. <laughs> See, okay, how is that? When you when you know you're getting on a track with Rob Markman and Sin, it's like, I got to come to kill? Is, is that is that the mentality you taking? Or is it I just mean, like, I'm going to just do me? I, I hadn't, I had, before then, I had never talked to Sin or Rob. Okay. But type of rapper Sin was, and I knew what type of rapper Rob was because, you know, I was like, honestly, like when all of this stuff started and, and like, you know, when it was like, uh, I think maybe about 2016, when, when me and Van Lathan got introduced to each other, we was See, that was my next question was just talk to me about the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the link up with you and Van. Cause I heard, I, through my research, I found that he linked you with Vince, your guy from Valhalla. Yeah, 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 definitely. He definitely did. Um, And, like, so, you know, Van was always, Van had brought up Rob. And, you know, for people who may know, you know, Ho Van, you know, who works at Cinematic Music with Johnny Shipes over the management over there, he was one of the first people Van introduced me to. And I talked to Ho Van. And when Rob started rapping, Ho Van was managing Rob. So I'm like, so it just always like a full circle thing. Yeah, small world, too. Yeah, and uh, like I say, man, once you, once you get in those circles, man, everybody's connected, man. And it's, it's about it's about who you know and in those relationships and, and knowing when to use those relationships. Oh yeah, definitely because you definitely can't put yourself in a position where you can maybe ask for something or ask for a favor too early on when you're not ready for it. One hundred to lose the opportunity. Yeah, one thousand percent. And then you put out another song with drug. It is this one. I think this song. And then hold on, they got another one with of the single uh, signature moments. The thing you did with Summer Madness. Them two songs is cr- the R and B features with you just killing it on it. That those songs are so smooth and clean. Talk to me about uh, just signature moment in the song with drug. Just about how how those things came about. Signature moment, man. Um, I had um, I, you know, I, I actually started trying to think about when I was growing up how things were. You know, you're growing up, and you know, my dad used to buy me these singles. You know, these single cassettes and. But people like the singles was never just one song. It was two songs and it had both instrumentals on it. Yeah, so, a little two pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, yo, I want to tap into that. So uh, DZ Blanco, I got introduced to him through Swagger. Um, and uh, yeah, Swagger for president. And speaking of that, you killed his verse on his album. <laughs> that shit was hard. I interviewed him a couple months ago. That shit was crazy. Yeah, like so. We got introduced. We were supposed to do something together. Uh, the track never manifested. So I reached back out to DZ. It was like, yo, I got a record I want you to get on. So we did it. Um, and we knocked that joint out, which I knew was going to be a great record. Um, but it was just also a way for me and him to get a, get acquainted with each other. Um, so, you know, Alexis, Danielle, that's my little cousin. Um, and, uh, you know, she's always on speed dial. And I'm like, yo, we did this weekend's record that's doing hella well. I got something else for you. So, you know, with these R&B records, I write everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, if if she wanted to blackmail me, she could, like, leak the reference track of me singing it before her, because it sounds Oh, terrible. real? You you write her part, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real? See, okay, because when you said that, I was like, uh, it, it took a second for it to click. I was like, of course he write his part. Like, I this, this a real rapper, but you write everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. All Singer, Weekends, uh, Summer Madness, all that. I, I wrote uh, Maybe. 
I, I write all the the R and B vocal parts on those also. Right. So. Do you go deep into like with in the creation bag? Does it go deeper than the writing? Do you when it comes to like beat making? Do you get involved with the production or do you let the producer do his thing more so in um, that one? I let the producer do their thing, but that that also comes with a price because I could I could turn away a hundred beats before I pick one. One hundred percent. We gotta we gotta find what's cool. Now talk to me about the song with drug because that that shit is crazy too. Bro, that that definitely was hooked up through Vince also. Um, uh, and uh, Vince sent me the record. He just texted to me. He was like, "Yo, what you think about this record?" And I'm like, "This is a dope record." I was like, "It's something." I said, "If Justin Bieber make this record, it would go platinum in two weeks." Facts. And uh, and uh, he was like, "Well, cool. You want to get on it?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Like, I'll, I'll get on it. Like, you know, I had I hadn't known anything about drug. Like, that I heard it. It was just sonically, it just hit my ears. That's like, the thing. It just sounds so good. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was just like, man, this is dope. And I, and you know, being in Baton Rouge, I do understand that this record is not for the Baton Rouge audience by any means. But I'm all about." making good music. I mean, every artist in the come-up era has great records that gets overlooked. We understand that. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's part of it, you know? So, and uh, I think I laid that verse maybe like a week later and uh, sent it back. I had to re-record it because something was wrong with the record. It had too much echo in the background, so I re-recorded it. And uh, we got it done, man. And, and like I said, me and Drug, we, we, you know, we found a relationship after that, man. And we just kept it going, man. 100%. Before I ask you my Baton Rouge question, I got to get to this because album coming August 21st and I know I got to get you back when that come. Talk to yeah. me. Talk to me a little bit about the album and, and tell me what people should expect. Um. So so basically I'm piecing them together, right? The first one was It Comes With A Price and this one is called But All Is Well. Okay. So they tied them together. They both got black and white covers. Um, This is like a, a really... If, if you probably felt like I was rapping on It Comes With A Price, you're going to really feel like I'm rapping on here. You know what mm. I'm saying? It has similar sounds, but it's it's. I feel like the songs are constructed a lot better. You know what I'm saying? It's, Would you we, say we, it's we, more we, introspective? Oh, definitely so. Definitely so. A couple people have heard it, you know, and they and they say, you know, you really went more into a deeper bag, you know, like you went deep into into personal, you know, and it's like, you know, I think I think that it's a. Uh, I, I actually got I got like vocalists on hooks and things on here on, on this record on this uh, album, so it came together like like perfect for me. Uh, I, I'm excited for people to hear it. Like, um, I'm, I'm I'm expecting it to do uh, super well when it drops. I'm, I'm expecting to chart high as hell. Um, hell I, yeah. I, I think I, I think people love if, if you enjoy it, it comes with a price. You'll you'll definitely enjoy this. And see, that's what I was gonna say. If if it comes with a price, is is like a cousin to this one. I feel like this one, just from what I'm hearing from you say, this one goes a little deeper inside of you. Whereas it comes with a price, I'm wrapping my ass off, but I'm taking that wrapping my ass off when it comes with a price, and then bringing it to this one. Plus that deeper message. I'm excited for this August 21st. That's gonna be lit. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Like I said, I bring it in the same way, you know, big beat intro, all balls, no hook. Um, and you know, I it's it, it's real connected. Like I said, I actually got part two of Boomerang on there. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I, now you got me hype. I'm, I'm <laughs> now I'm ready. I'm hype. Hell yeah! So my my next question because because we had to touch on the album. How do you feel about the Baton Rouge music scene? Because I feel it's. And I've talked to a lot of different Baton Rouge artists. I feel like y'all have y'all story to tell. And I feel like 
it's it's just a matter of time before that bubble burst. Yeah, people know the young boy, the Kevin Gates, the Boosie, but there's a whole nother side of music out there that's just y'all got so much damn talent in Baton Rouge, man. It's nuts. Right. Um, I think um, uh, I mean, I, I think we have a lot of pros, but I think that we have a lot of cons also. Um, Speak on that. And 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 what I see is you know, people, we have like the ratchet scene, you know, which is the, it's like the mainstream scene in Baton Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> then we have, you know, these other guys who are talented, you know, they call themselves the underground scene. I don't put myself in either one, but I'm aware of this. Yeah. So what I see is, though, these guys that are on the underground scene, they more talented than these ratchet guys. For the most part. I'm not going to say all these, because some of these ratchet dudes can go. Yeah, they so, can spit some of them. <laughs> so, but... Is is that entitlement? They feel like because they have more talent, they don't have to hustle hard. Mm. And let's just keep it real. A lot of these guys in this ratchet scene, they natural hustlers. Yep. So they're going out, boys. So and that's what happens. And and it's just like a lot of people be like, yo, you know. But one thing I can say just from my own experience, like I wouldn't tell somebody to bend the break. Don't change your sound. But if you want recognition. You're not going to go nowhere unless these ratchet guys at least respect you. They don't have to like your music, but they need to know about you. They need to know what is your brand and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, they're branding what they're doing. So it's 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 like you can't just stay in that little bubble. You have to get out, you know, work with these guys, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever you need to do. Um, but, yeah, I think they got a lot of lot of great artists um, that's doing a lot of good things. Like, you know, I was just talking to... Uh, so to actually a, a friend of mine and I was just telling him I like I really I really think D Shaw is like a top five rapper in Baton Rouge and nobody can convince me different. Like D Shaw is hard, man. He, he just hard. Like it's nothing I can say. Like I get it. You know, it's unorthodox when Baton Rouge white boy from Zachary and he outborn y'all. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just what it is. Like, you know, um, and they gotta, and they gotta, like I said, I just think there's a lot of ego. There's a lot yeah, of yeah, and they gotta go, gotta hustle more, get themselves out of their bubbles that in the, in their specific group that people are accustomed. Right, right. No. Everybody, everybody wants to be the first to do it. You know, it's stupid, bro. No, it's it's about doing it, man. It's whoever doing it. That's that's what matters. It don't matter if you're the first. If you doing it, making money and loving what you're doing, and that's that's all that fucking matter out in the in the most part. Definitely so. That is, and now that you mention it, not that is something I do notice. Like, because it's like the ratchet scene doesn't want to acknowledge the other scene, and the other scene definitely don't want to acknowledge the ratchet scene. Right, right, right. And that, and that could be something if they come together. That could be huge for, uh, huge for BR. Oh no, it definitely is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I got relationships with a lot of those guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and me and Lil when the champ. Been talked a few times, you know what I'm saying? Me and Bezo Luciano. I mean, he had the hottest song in the city last year with Cut Up Bad. And me and him then chopped it up. You know what I'm saying? He told me, yo, man, I respect how you move. I respect everything you do. You know what I'm saying? And it was mutual love. Like we don't have to make the same music. Yeah. You know. But we're not in competition with ourselves. And I think that's that crab in the bucket mentality that, that us as black people have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's 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 definitely that's definitely it, man. And I just think that you know, people just gotta you know stop trying to separate it, man. Yeah, we got different sounds, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you gotta work with people. That's the only yeah. way you gonna reach the ultimate goal. And there's enough out there for everybody to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, that's what we have algorithm for. You know, uh, you can you. 
you can cater to exactly who wants to hear you. Like <laughs> Exactly. But see, that's another thing I don't think these artists realize, and you can speak on that, just utilizing the tools of the internet and utilizing the tools of your ag- ag- algorithm to find the right uh, fan base and your right niche and to see who's listening to your market so you can make sure you target at that demo. You know what? I, I, and you know what? You just touched on something because a lot of guys are ignorant to that. A lot of guys, like we said, spoke on earlier about catering to certain audiences. Like, for example, you'll have a guy who's from Baton Rouge and they'll see Young Boy and they'll be like, yo, you know, Young Boy gets millions and millions of YouTube views. Yeah, but, that's his spot. It's all science behind it. It's all reasoning and logic. It's like, well, he's catering to a young audience. These kids don't have credit cards or debit cards to have Apple Music and Spotify accounts. So where else they gonna listen to the music? Yeah, you know that's smart. So it's like it all makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So who, who are you catering to? You want to spend whatever, how much money, and and shoot ten videos, throwing them on YouTube? But is the audience you catering to the audience that really sits on their phones and watch it? All these people with jobs who sit in offices with their headphones in and want to hear it. So. You know, people have to be aware of who they're catering to and how they consume and, and, and learn how to market to that audience. You know what I'm saying? To that crowd. If you had any advice for a younger artist coming up or for even just a younger you, what advice would you give that younger you? Um, stay, you just got to stay true. Stay, stay, stay true to yourself, man. Um, at the end of the day, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tough route. Like, like, I don't think a lot of people understand that you're going to, you know, for these guys who really uh obsessed with signing record deals, you're going to almost sign a record deal 20 times before you actually sign one. Like, you're going to be close and people are going to tell you things and they're going to say they have interest and they say they're going to sign you and you're going to get in the office and some of y'all may get in the office and some of them may hear that they're going to get 12 or 13%. And, and you know... And some gonna sign it, and, yeah. and some <laughs> like no, this is not the move. So, I think that uh, you know, just stay true, and you know, stay consistent. Because one of the biggest things that I learned about getting to the psyche of fans is if you're not consistent, people won't take you serious. That is a huge fact. Like <laughs> that, that's the thing that I noticed just from just seeing in this podcast space and seeing how music. If you if you're not consistent with it. They they want to see you. They, everybody is expecting the first thing. It's about right. what you do that second time, that third time, that fourth, and see that especially that fifth. If you don't if you don't come the same way you came one through four, it's like, bro, I don't give a damn about you. Right, and, right. And, and that's just the fickleness of fans. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's like and it's like, man, you know, you know, one of the biggest things that you probably heard it from people. I hear it from people all the time. People they gripe about family members and friends not supporting them. And what they have to understand is, man, at the end of the day, they're still consumers. So if you not being consistent, or they don't feel like you're putting in the work, why are they going to support you? Like, Facts. You have to convince them, just like you convincing a random person on the street. Like You have to get all entitlement out your head and just be like, yo, I'm going to go. If I'm really this good, I just need to go. <laughs> and I work, yeah. Get especially get that entitlement out because that the ego is the is the death one of, of, of all these of a dream. Cause you 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 expect more than or you feel you're entitled to more than what you actually work for. Right, right, right. One hundred percent. Well, I love this conversation. Let's get into some things just to give you fans a little more insight into who you are. What's your favorite movie, bro? Whoo, man, it depends it, on the 
hey man, like I'm I'm like a I'm like really in the movies with like the deep meaning and stuff. So you know, uh, I, I love Gladiator, man. Um, Ooh, that's I, a tough one. That movie's hard. I I, lo- I love Gladiator, man, because it's like it's the rise and the fall. You know what I'm saying? It's like you on top, and then you go all the way down to the bottom, but then you come back and you end up being on top again, just in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Like so. You know, it's a you know it's it's a revenge story at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like they say, success is the best revenge. Uh, I love Gladiator. Um, I like Do the Right Thing. That's a great saying? movie. I love Do the Right Thing because a lot of people don't understand the underlying message in it. Um, uh, if we want to go recent movies, like recently, you know, I got heavy in the John Wick recently. Not gonna lie. Um. That's a great I'm, little franchise. The only one I don't like is the third one, man. Just because I don't know if you saw it. You saw yeah, it? Okay, yeah. I can talk. I just don't like that end where he fall off, hit his head on the railing, and then just gets up and walks. Like, he fell <laughs> off a four-story building. I'm like, yo, that nigga should have been dead. Like, that's the only thing I don't fuck with. But everything else, that shit cool. Yeah, Halle Berry was cool in that with her two dogs. That shit was crazy. Oh, man, I, I, I was expecting her to have a bigger role, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, like recently got to that. Um, nah, I'm I ain't gonna lie, man. I could, I could, I could watch Equalizer two a hundred times, man. <laughs> Denzel, I'm a big, I'm a big Denzel fan, man. Anytime we talk best actors, Denzel is in that top tier for me. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, it really depends on the day, you know what I'm saying. But you know, I got, I I, I got some joints, you know what I'm saying that 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 really, you know, hit me, hit, hit me you right. in your core. Yeah, you know. You I'm love a movies, would that make you ever want to act? Um, I've, I've I've actually been had some offerings to do acting. Uh, some people want me to do. Uh, some people contacted me to want me to do voiceover, also for like narration. Um, so uh, it it would be something. I, I had an experience not that long ago. Um, it was something that uh was working on a, a mini series. Um, and I was started filming. Everything was going well. Um, it kind of took a direction that I really wasn't feeling. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if people, anybody who pays attention to me, they they understand that I I pride myself on on working on platforms that are national and international, just you know, catering to everybody. So yeah. it much into a box. So I pulled out of it. But I but during the time that I worked on it, man, I, I learned so much, man. Just the process of acting. Like when I was in this, when you're in a studio and you may mess up, you know, cut the tape. We're gonna start back. You know what I'm saying? And acting is like, no, don't stop. It's like, if you mess up, just take a break. Take about keep five it going. again. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep that going. Because some of the biggest mistakes, uh, funny enough, I, some of the biggest mistakes turn out to be some of the best scenes in acting. Like when Leo and uh, Django, like, straight up sliced the middle of his hand, Quintet yeah. was like, nah, bro, don't stop. Keep going, partner. <laughs> Let yeah. that blood show and shit. Yeah, it's uh so so definitely so so like you know um it was it was a great experience you know what I'm saying and I just learned a, a different dynamic of things learning how to read scripts and and learning how to improvise on set I'm not saying that everything on the script doesn't have to be read verbatim you can put your own little twist on it so that was definitely a big experience for me I, I definitely would be interested in that also hell yeah that's what's up that's what's up being that you're from Louisiana gotta ask you crawfish or gumbo. Gumbo, easy. Gumbo, crawfish, or boudin? Boudin. A boudin or gumbo? Yeah. Oh, I got to go gumbo. Real. All right. Chicken and sausage or seafood? 
chicken and sausage and the gumbo. Yeah, that's how I'm with it too. The seafood stuff, <laughs> it's all it's all right, but I'm I'm all about the chicken and sausage gumbo for sure. <laughs> okay, Adam, this is a question we ask everybody. If you're the writer, director, producer to the Adam Dollars movie, how do you want that movie to end? that movie to end, man. You know, I was talking about this the other day. We're in the era of, of streaming right now. And uh, so being that we are in the era of streaming, it's, it's very easy for any mainstream rapper that signed to a label for a single to go platinum or, you know, for people to, to get platinum and gold plaques these days. It's much simpler. Um, I really want to end it off, man, by, by bringing that Grammy back to the boot, man. Where there's, where there's, like I said, I, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to be able to, you know, work on, on songs and write songs for artists that's larger than me at this point in time. So whether I write it or whether I perform it, man, I, I want to bring that trumpet. You want to bring it back to the booth. One hundred percent. Well, shit, I'm. You got my support, and I can't. I, I, I know you're gonna do that. We put that into the existence right there. Thank you so much, Adam, for coming on the show. Tell the people they can find you out on social media. Tell them again when the album drop. Plug away, my friend. Hey man, it's Adam Dollars. Y'all can uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook is two FBI for me at Adam Dollars. A D A M D O L L A R S. Um. It comes with a, I mean, uh, I said it comes with a price. Go listen to that too. But uh, but all is well drops on August twenty first. It's gonna be an amazing album, man. Um, everything that you want out of a rap album, you can pre order it now on iTunes. You know, um, it'll be here in a few weeks, man. And I just want y'all to tap in and enjoy it, man. Hell yeah, y'all make sure y'all pre-order that and go buy that. I See, Adam, when people come here, I, I don't tell them to go stream people's music. I, go buy these people's music. They put a lot of hard work and time into it and, and support these artists because they really are doing their thing, but especially this man right here, Adam Dollars, because you can tell, if you go listen to this, comes with a price. He puts care and hard work into that shit. It is, it is definitely worth the money. So y'all be on the lookout for that new album, August 21st. But with that being said, let's get into Bros Who Ball and finish up the podcast. All right, one shout out to Adam Dollars for coming on the pod. Really, really appreciate it. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him and, and check out his music because he is super, super dope. All right, it's that time of the pod called Bros Who Ball. It's just me and Schubert here today for this. Schubert, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. It's about to be the best weekend of sports that we've had in a while and upcoming on some other great weekends with the, the golf is about to have its first um, actual Big event, not this weekend, but the next weekend. Oh, okay, but, cool. So, you know, and Tiger was back a couple weeks ago. I don't know. We haven't talked about that, but, you know, he was, he's back in the in the mold. We'll see how he does. I, I only pay attention when he's winning. I don't pay attention when he's losing. When he's losing well, what's going to be really crazy is, like, the Masters being on a football weekend in November. Mm. That's going to be some prime TV watching. If football happens, if it happens, and let's get into that real quick. So what are you hearing about college football? What are you hearing about the MLB? Charles, we, 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 we talked to Charles the other day, and he didn't seem too confident that, the, that college football was going to happen. And he, he, he's not too confident about football, man. So, like, what, what's your thoughts on it? And do you think football is going to happen this season? Well, as of three hours ago, on the day they were recording this, the SEC, uh, all the ADs agreed to, to do an, on a conference-only schedule. Oh, okay. So it's up to the school presidents now on whether or not that happens or not. So, I mean, I always thought, which I guess is a little bit different from Charles, is that, you know, the NFL is the most like one to probably go off mostly without a hitch. 
I mean, for the most part, like, you know, they're going to try and will that to happen. They're going to they need to do a bubble, man. Like, the like, NBA except, has shown, do a bubble. Yeah, but and with college, I think I really think the only one that's going to go is the SEC. I think everyone else might wait, but I think I don't think the SEC can really afford to not play in the fall based upon mm-hmm. the, the players because none of those players are going to play in the spring. They're all going to go to the, the NFL. Yeah. So th- there's no point in them trying to do it in the spring. So I think the SEC is going to do it. Whether or not that includes Vanderbilt, um, I don't know. But because I, I feel like they're the, they'd be the only ones that would be like, ah, I don't know if we should do it. Interesting, man. Because like, what does it mean for them? So are the so uh, it, it's just crazy to see if the SEC plays an all SEC schedule. Does that mean that the SEC champion is just the, that's the only champion we got? But for like, the most part, that usually is the champion. <laughs> So, I don't know. The, 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 all the Pac-12, Pac-12, Big Ten, uh, Big Big 12, all those people are going to be like, damn, SEC doing that shit again. I mean, I, I think the interesting thing about it is if it is the SEC who goes off and says, hey, we're doing it, will they – and if the other conferences don't, will they make deals with Clemson, Oklahoma, Texas, Ohio State? Mm, to play? Yeah, I think that's out of the realm of possibility now. I think we're a little too late, but that would, you know, I feel or even if it was like a one-off deal, I feel like they would try and make something like that happen just for the event. That'll be interesting, man. We're in a we're in a weird weird time, but one sport that is working. By the time you guys hear this, we have games tonight. The NBA starts tonight. We got Jazz versus Pelicans, Clippers versus Lakers. Schubert, let's get your thoughts. I know we've been talking NBA a lot. Hey, bros, you think fan base? Look, it's time for me. I got to make an amendment on this pod. I actually had a full-blown amendment plan with the sense of getting Justin and Julian to talk about the games because, man, okay, let me just be point-blank honest with you guys. Since my computer, I updated it. I've been having a lot of problems with Zoom. We lost the whole bros who ball, I mean, the whole bros who binge episode on Monday uh, we just lost all the video to this episode. Luckily, the audio is still there, which I don't understand how that works. And now, right after I finished recording the amendment with Julian and Justin, my computer crashed. Thus, is which is why we lost all the video to this episode, thus losing the uh, stuff I recorded with them, the amendment talking about the Jazz and the Pelicans. But I can maintain and talk about this real quick, doing this at... 6 a.m. right before you guys get this. So the Jazz played the Pelicans. Jazz win 106-104. The Pelicans took an L. Look, man, okay, so I'm going to begin this by saying the Jazz are a good team, but this was a game that the Pelicans should have won. They had the lead. They they led at the first quarter 26-23. They led at the second quarter 34-25. In the third quarter, that's when they start to lose 31 to 27. And in the fourth, they get outplayed by 10 points, 27 to 17. Brandon Ingram had his chance to uh, win the game at the buzzer, which a good shot. I'm not mad at him. He went 23 and uh, had eight rebounds. Zion Williamson had 13 points, 15 minutes, which is which we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, Drew Holiday had 20 points, four assists, and five rebounds in 36 minutes. Solid. J.J. Redick is looking like he has, hasn't looked since Duke. He's just balling out. He had 20 points, I mean, 21 points, three assists, and four rebounds. And he said he's in the best shape he was in since Duke. So, but let's dive into it. This game, to me, is a testament to how this team is still very young. 
we also, on top of that, we make a lot of mistakes, a lot of silly turnovers. Lonzo Ball has to progress as a player. I'm a Lonzo Ball stand. But as good as his defense was, as good as his playmaking was and attacking was, he has to finish at the rim. He has to be able to to draw these defenders in and make people think I'm a threat from in close to draw the double team. But to me, I don't put blame on Lonzo for losing this game. I put the blame on Derek Favors and the team, Derek Favors solo, and the team's ability to not be able to defensive rebound and offensive rebound. But I'll start with Favors. Favors, to me, every time we were, they were in a pick-and-roll situation with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, he put Favors put the guard in a bind because he would play so low off of Gobert and the def, and the uh, Donovan Mitchell who was attacking the the uh, goal, he played so low that he was stuck in no man's land. He was trapped in this in this gorge of do I go to help? Do I go take the ball, man? Which allowed the on ball defender to get trapped in no man's land as well, which allowed for the Utah Jazz to get a bunch of easy easy alley oops. The Pelicans have to fix their pick and roll defense to continue on to make this playoff push as well as offensive rebounding. Look, if Jackson Hayes is the hot man, you got to play him. I understand he doesn't have the IQ that we would like right now, but Jackson Hayes, to me, did a better job than Derek Favors. Derek Favors looked like he couldn't get two feet off the ground. Me and my pops were talking. It was like, can you slide a piece of paper under when he jumps up, or is he stuck in glue? And I agree with my father. It's like, yo, Derek Favors, you got to do better, and, and the team as a whole has to do better with defensive rebounding. It can't just be Josh Hart doing the little things. It has to be the whole team. Each one more, let's get some assists, brother, because that as well. Also, if the Pels would hit their free throws, we're not even having this conversation. I'm, we're celebrating and talking about the Pels win, but... The good things I take away from this is they were in the game. They led. They looked really, really good at times. It's just we have to put this together. Also, Zion Williamson, I don't know what's up with him. He played 15 minutes and on a minutes restriction, and then the comments after the game were pretty wild, to say the least. It, it was that they could – he basically said that they – he's lucky that they played him at all. In, in a sense, like – uh, he's lucky that he got out there because they could have pulled him. I don't know what that means. Is he healthy? Is he? Is he? Does he have an injury or is it a conditioning problem? I don't know what that is, but we have to play close attention to that because Zion. If Zion's healthy, he needs to play. I don't know what David Griffin in the in the medical staff is doing. Hopefully, we hear something soon. But to me, this wasn't the worst of loss because, as you guys know, when I talk about this team making the playoffs, I had always counted this as the loss game i counted this one in the clippers but now it's super super tight butthole to where if they lose to the clippers they have to win out and be undefeated the and speaking of the clippers we'll get to them they're going to be playing super super hard on saturday because they're coming in pissed now where do i think the pels played really well drew holiday gotta give that man his props he impressed me when drew is not the first option and made to make all the decisions he is a star and not only that he had donovan mitchell in a blender for three quarters when then donovan mitchell came alive in the fourth but i i attest that to the man that was guarding rudy gobert putting drew holiday in a situation aka Derek favors by not being playing the pick and roll right so that's what i got my takeaway from this i was super sad tonight man like Gosh, the Pellies losing really just started this this onslaught of negativity in my house, which thus allowed my computer to crash. So let's get better, Pels. We'll be okay. 
Glad the bubble's back. And it's glad I'm glad to be watching NBA because I was super, super fun watching that game. Let's get to the Clippers and the Lakers. First off, I got to say congratulations to LeBron James, man. LeBron James is is looking better than he ever did. And I know people can be like, he didn't play that. He didn't he didn't score that many points. It's not about points with him. He had 16 points, 7 assists, and 11 rebounds. But if you saw LeBron James on defense in the fourth quarter, he locked down Kawhi. And then on that final possession, when, they're, when the Clippers are going to either tie the game or win it, he not only does he lock down Kawhi, but he locks down Paul George as well, which is absolutely nuts seeing him go back and forth between the two because it was basically Kawhi got the ball, gave a pick and roll with uh, George. George ends up getting it. LeBron, instead of going with Kawhi, he comes up, switches on George, locks him down. They can't hit the game winner. Gotta say, though, Paul George played phenomenal. He had 30 points. Uh, three assists, five rebounds. He was the re- the guy keeping them in the game close. Kawhi really couldn't do anything, but that's a testament to LeBron. And let me tell you, I know Skip and Shannon are gonna. Shannon Sharp is gonna tell Skip Bayless about man. Kawhi Leonard missed his free throw at mi- uh, three minutes and three seconds left in the fourth. Count on it. Just know Lennon told you that that was gonna happen because he did. I expect to see more from this Clippers team when they get uh when they get Lou Will back and when they get um my guy Montrezl Harrell. That just shows how deadly this team is. If I'm the Lakers, you need efforts like what Kyle Kuzma put up with 16 points and Deion Waiters with 11 because if not, it's all on Anthony Davis and LeBron James' shoulder. And they're going to need that third option and that man off the bench. Can Deion Waiters not only score but bring defense? Caruso definitely did a good job in those final moments with deflections and, and helping out on defense, but... They're going to need someone to stop those guards like a Russell Westbrook, like a a James Harden, like a Damian Lillard, if they make the playoffs, like a Luka Doncic, because it's not going to be LeBron on those dudes. LeBron is guarding the small forwards and the forwards. I'm talking about point guards and shooting guards. It's going to be up to Danny Green, Deion Waiters, and J.R. Smith. And I got to give credit to where credit is due. Deion Waiters, Kyle Kuzma played great. The Clippers, though, this... To me, the biggest takeaway from this is when they're fully healthy, Jesus, the Lakers just have to watch out. And I'm just interested to see how that Western Conference final would be if both teams make it because LeBron's going to have to put it on another gear because I don't know if if he's beaten the Clippers four times. That's the thing. I don't know if he's going to win the series because he just seems outmatched. He doesn't have enough talent around him. And I know that's crazy because he has one of the best players he's ever arguably the best player he ever played with, with Anthony Davis. And I don't think that's that's uh, disrespectful to Chris Bosh or D-Wade. Anthony Davis is just that talented. Now, D-Wade and Chris Bosh are more accomplished, but Anthony Davis is one of the best talents we've ever seen in the league. So it's just crazy that he has this guy, but he just doesn't have enough around him in the sense of another creator, another playmaker. And losing a, a, a guard defender like Avery Bradley really will hurt him. It's going to be interesting to see how Montrez Harrell and Lou Will really uplift this Clippers team because you got to think, the Clippers go Kawhi, Marcus Morris, Ivaka Zubac, Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Jermichael Green, Patrick Patterson, Landry Shamit, Patrick Beverly and Joe Noah, that's 10 players deep. And that's them not playing Amir Kofi, which who won't even touch the floor. And I don't even think they will have to play a Jermichael Green or, well, maybe not Jermichael Green. They, they won't have to play a Patrick Patterson when uh, my guy Montrez Harrell comes back. So super, super interesting. Very fun games. Again, shout out to LeBron James. He balled out. But I think that's enough of the amendment. I, do, I will say 
and we talk about this when uh, me and Schubert come back on. Celtics and Bucks today, when you guys are watching this, that's going to be a great game. I really hope the Celtics come out and show why they're one of the most talented team in this bubble situation. There's, But the key is, and I say this later, is Kimba healthy? Because if Kimba's not, then the Celtics are be in trouble. I really want the Grizzlies to lose this game. And I know you're thinking, well, the Trailblazers need to lose. But the Pelicans to make the playoffs have to be within four games of the Grizzlies. So we need the Grizzlies to lose and hope the Trailblazers lose later on. Also, Rockets and Mavericks, super excited to see Luka Doncic for the first time in the bubble, as well as Russell Westbrook and James Harden. This will be very fun. But Pelicans fans, don't worry. I think we still have enough time to come in, make the playoffs, and win. Me and Doom, were so, we're in our group chat, we were so excited just texting each other. And Brooklyn was like, when we lost, Brooklyn was like, uh-huh, what y'all got to say now? It's like, relax, relax. We still are okay. We just made a lot of silly mistakes between turnovers and free throws and not boxing out. If we correct those things, I think we'll be okay because Brandon Ingram's a stud. Drew Holiday looked well, and if Zion Williamson can start playing, they need to watch out. I'm still believing the Pelicans. I still think we'll make the playoffs. But with that being said, let's finish up Bros Who Ball. Uh, and there's going to be a good game on Friday, the Celtics versus Bucks. That's a huge – now, yeah. that's, a, that's a tone setter. I think the Celtics are going to come out and be like, look, we got to win this, but I'm not surprised if the Bucks are like, nah, we're coming stomp y'all out. The Celtics, to me, if Kimba's not there and, it, and from all – Word is Kimba's not going to be a hundred percent. That lowers the Celtics for me. If he was a hundred, if he was good to go, I would be so so in favor of the Celtics. But with Kimba not being fully there, the Bucks are slowly creeping into being like, look, we're the undisputed favorite of the East. Yeah, um, I, I didn't watch enough of that Bucks game to really determine like what it would look like. But it's another case of the Celtics. I see their roster, and I see it much like the Pelicans, where once it gets off the t- the starting five, I still feel pretty confident about some of those players on the court. You know, Carson Edwards kind of showed a lot in that scrimmage the other day with that dunk over Harden and all that. And I've seen him in uh, playoff basketball situations in the NCAA just a couple years back. He's a solid player. And, um, you know, if he has to get some of the rock, then I, I would trust that. And what, Wanamaker is the other guy that they have? Yeah, I don't like Wanamaker. Um, I don't really I'm more... like him as much. He's more of like a facilitator kind of guy, I would see. But... I, you know, I'd, if you can get a burst out of Carson Edwards in a time without Kemba right now, that could be something for these eight game stretch. But, you know, the Celtics are in a situation where they don't necessarily have to win these games. So they that can kind of feel out the bucks at least, you know, that is true. Another game that's on the docket Friday night Rockets Mavericks. I think that's going to set a, another tempo setter. Will the Rockets come out and show that like now this bubble, we're bubble Rockets and we're different. We're coming out to set a tempo. Can Luka Doncic show that he's in the MVP race for a reason? He's a top five player and he's going to get his team to the playoffs. So there's a lot of intriguing games Saturday Pelicans Clippers. I think that's big, but I think that's the game. The Pelicans can lose uh, 76ers Pacers. Uh, 76ers playing for the first What's time. What's the first game the Thunder plays? <clears throat> the first game the Thunder plays. Let's see. The Thunder does. Oh, yeah, they play the Jazz Saturday night. That's the first one. Yeah, that's a pretty big game, too. Because the Jazz are going to be trying to rebound well, from that Pels loss. I mean, for me, I, the West, the top three Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets are pretty much a lock, just depending on where they end up out mm-hmm. of those three. I think that's your top three. I think that's not budging. But the four through eight or four through seven, I guess, because you can't get can't move up from eight. Um, 
is where I'm the most interested in because I feel like you could see it be Mavericks at fourth. It could be the Rockets at fourth. It could be the Thunder at fourth. I don't think the Jazz. But yeah, I think the Jazz one is of those, falling. One of those three teams is going to be a fourth seed. And, uh, well, I'm, you know, I guess they'll end up playing the, well, the four or five seed, I guess. So yeah. I'm interested to see what that matchup is going to be. It could be Thunder Rockets. How how fun would that be? That'd be huge. Um, Chris Paul wants his revenge. Russell Westbrook wants his revenge. It, and, and Chris Paul is definitely going to be grimy playing that game. So that, that'd be something to look forward to. Yeah, the Thunder play Saturday. Along with the 76ers and Pacers, I think that's a big game for the 76ers to come out and show that, look, we're here. Ben Simmons is playing power forward. We're running Shake Melton. We're trying this new look offense because if not, Brett Brown's probably going to get fired very, very soon if this doesn't work out this season. Or they're going to – because it's, it's almost that time to probably blow that team up. up. Yeah. yeah, it's almost that time to blow that team up. I'm trying to see any other interesting games before the next podcast. Uh, Bucks Rockets is cool. That's on Sunday. Monday, uh, the biggest one, I think, is Grizzlies Pelicans that that fight for the eighth seed, but there's also Nuggets Thunder. Um, those two are probably the two biggest games at 5, 3 and 5.30. And this is like March Madness, man. There's games all day, like on Tuesday of next week. You got Mavericks Kings 1.30, Suns Clippers 3, Magic Pacers 5, Celtics Heat 5.30, Rockets Trailblazers 8. That day kind of sucks. The only good game is kind of Rockets Trailblazers and Celtics Heats. And then the game the day before we record the next podcast, which we'll probably talk about those games then, Thunder's Lakers, yeah. There's not really many good games because see, this is why the Thunder Lakers, I think, is a really good game. No, actually. that's that's the best one. Okay. But I'm saying like Wizards and Seventy Sixers, Nets, Celtics, uh, Nuggets, Spurs, Raptors, Magics. Those are kind of trash games. Grizzlies, Jazz is huge because I need the Jazz to win. But those are the, some of the games looking forward for the next couple of uh, days before our next podcast. But Tomorrow, Jazz, Pelicans, Clippers, Lakers. Going to be a fun, fun night. Definitely will be live tweeting. So excited. 5.30 Central Time for the Pels Jazz. Uh, 4.30 Eastern Time. And that's 3.30, no, 2.30 Western Time. So y'all be on the lookout for that. But, Shuby, that's pretty much it, man. Unless you have any other sporting topics you want to discuss. Because we've discussed, like, all the things. Now it's just time to watch these games and then start judging from the games. The only other thing is that has really interests me is the NFL players dropping out, and it mm. seems like more and more every every day. Um, Larry Warford, big for the O line of the Saints. Yeah, Larry Warford. You know, I feel like uh, Marquise Goodwin pulling out for the Eagles was pretty big. You had six Patriots, three starters pull out. Jeez, um, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So the yeah, pr- pretty much Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, and another starter for the Patriots. Oh, Marcus Cannon, O-line. Big. That's big for well, the Cam Newton Patriots. Yeah, so the Patriots are almost in tank mode. Um, but who knows who else is going to pull out in the coming weeks. This as is why they the NFL just needs camp. to do a bubble, man. They need to assure that their players, like, if I'm it's sure. A lot of people to bubble. Yeah, go to Vegas or go to Hawaii, shit. Like, I saw. NFL Kuba- Island. Uh, Kyle Kuzma was like, look, if the NBA has to bubble again next season, let's go to Hawaii, man, NBA Island. Like, that's what they need. Like, if the NFL just tries to copy the NBA system, I've seen so many players tweet that if y'all just cared about us like the NBA does, we would play. Like, but the NFL doesn't realize that they definitely need to play because if they don't, their cap's going to, like, they're more in jeopardy than the NBA. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They they need to. 
Yeah, they, they need to happen. Or I feel like they're going to at least start something. Like, you know, I feel like it, it may be an incomplete season if, if if it pulls it, if they don't finish it. But Do we see them start around start, Christmas? Like, around I mean, Thanksgiving? No, they're they're going to start it. It just depends on, like, whether they have to pause or mm, stop okay. and re, and restart later. But, like, I feel like they're going to start in September. Ooh, that's like, gonna be interesting to see with no training yeah, camps and anything. Well, they're in camp right now. Oh, they started. They, okay, they just reported to camp. Oh, so, okay. you know, they're gonna they're gonna see what they can do here in a couple months and try and put them out on the field. I just don't know how that's gonna turn out. Yeah, we might see a lot of injuries. That's gonna be very interesting. But all right, yeah, Jimmy Manor. What, oh no, go ahead. baseball or whatever. You know, the Marlins having that big outbreak just after one week. So it just just shows that there's like. This isn't guaranteed, and at least the NBA's working. We'll see how this goes, man. We're in a one, long One more thing. I would have left the bubble for them wings. <laughs> Those wings did look good. But like I said earlier, there's no way Lou Will just got wings and didn't get him a lap dance, dog. And I, and I, I also want to know how do strip clubs work during COVID because you're not supposed to touch. I guess if they're turned, like, I guess if they're not facing you, their faces, and if they're faced this way, I guess it's okay. But, you know, those wings did look good. I saw the pics. So, shout out to Lou Will. But, Schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me at hschubert14 on Twitter and Instagram. Definitely be tweeting a little bit during that Pels game and some of the other games this weekend. Uh, you yep. can listen to Bros Who Binge every week. We didn't have one this week, but next week we'll have Pitch It, as well as reviewing Guns Akimbo. Um, and we'll probably talk some more stuff, including Avatar. So, oh, some Star Wars stuff. But you know, there's a lot of cool news that's been coming out, and the Emmy noms. So, yeah, it's a big plenty it's of stuff. It's gonna be a big bros who binge week. Super dope episode between Charles Reese of Primetime versus Nola Pell's Reddit, aka Luis. Big pitch and match coming on Monday. Be sure to look out for that. But you guys can follow me at LinBWT. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. Check out the latest episode of Run It Back. We reviewed House Moving Castle, which you can watch on HBO Max. It's part of the Studio Ghibli uh, collection. So be sure to check out that on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. If you enjoy any of our content, please, please subscribe. Oh, and follow us on Spotify, Apple. Leave a rating. Leave a comment. It helps us out tremendously. But new anime talk next week, new bros who binge, and more more content. Just be on the lookout for that. But... For Schubert, for Brooklyn, for Doom, for Adam Dollars, my name is Lyndon. You guys have a great one. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. We're live tweeting the Pels. Sports are back. Let's enjoy this while we can. And remember, when you're out in public, wear your mask. Oh, really? Until next time. Yeah, yeah. Peace. No one's been a minute since you heard from me. I've been cutting ties doing surgery. I need someone who can splurge with me. I don't got to worry who you lurking with. Around my hands, I'm holy. Someone got the cat teeth cruising. She don't know you, but she love your movements. Learned that messing with the groupies. Bottle service. She don't want you if you ain't worth it, yeah, yeah. Took a shot at Henny, now she working, yeah, yeah. Anything goes when you worth it, yeah, yeah. Oh, really, yeah.